to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. I am alive. I am back in the saddle, so to speak, a little sore. This is climbing to another what I would <laughs> what I would consider a great MBM. So last week on Monday, I'm actually only recording this a few days off. So July 1st the last episode came out. I'm recording this on Wednesday, July 3rd for next Monday, but I wanted to do this fairly soon after the event. So let me back up. If you're just joining me, it's going to make the most sense to listen to Climbing One. In Climbing One, we talked about the idea that there really is no greater metaphor for, well, it's interesting. We, we talk about raising our game, elevating our game, getting to the next level. And if you <laughs> just do this, Google success and then click on images. Look at all the images of success and it's always somebody scaling a mountain, not always, 90%. So the images are guy on a mountain, girl on a mountain, man helping another guy up or, or girl helping another lady up. The point is it's 90% that another 10% are keys, like keys that unlock the door. And then the other maybe 5% are, the, are just the word success. So when you think of success, the reason I'm bringing this up, what image comes to your mind? And then go out and, and see what's out there. So anyways, in episode one, we went deep into climbing. Why am I even talking about climbing? Because I decided to take on a challenge. It's called the Rim to Rim to Rim Challenge. It's a hike. Remember that word hike. It's a hike. <laughs> in the Grand Canyon, in our case, it was from the South Rim, which is 6,700 feet above sea level, to the North Rim, about 8,200. And then we were going to crash on the North Rim for a brief evening, wake up at 3 or 4 a.m. and head back. So all totaled, it's 15... Excuse me. It's 50-ish plus miles and, you know, 15,000 plus in elevation and climbing. So, and, you know, it's not necessarily for the faint of heart. It was, it was a big undertaking. I'm not a big hiker guy. So I went deep into the preparation. So this is what we're going to talk about now that we, we set the table last week. Now I'm done. We pulled it off. 
there were approximately 14, 15 guys that started and then I think four or five, maybe six didn't complete the mission. It was fairly strenuous on top of that. You know, it, we're talking the end of June and July in the Grand Canyon. So upwards of a hundred degrees. And I thought it would be appropriate to give you the recap, the summary. So having said all that, you know what I have to do. Longtime listener, give me, give me 30 seconds. If you're brand new tuning in, I just told you to check out last week's climbing episode and you're still probably wondering where the hell, <laughs> where is the info on habits and goals? Well, that's all over thehabitfactor.com. This show, we talk a lot about kind of the ongoing lessons, the mindsets. Certainly, we get in deep into habit and goals, but in some cases, that becomes ancillary to the topic at hand. So today, we're talking about climbing and success and lessons learned. But if you're trying to dig into how to develop habits for your goals, and there is a specific process we call PAR, Plan, Act, Record, and Reassess. So if you just Google or your favorite search engine, the term PAR, P-A-R-R, and the habit factor, you get links, resources, articles. You can also go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. Finally, and you probably hear this at the end of the show, you can always text 33444, the word habits, and you get that same template instantly via text. Well, you text in your email address and then you get it via email, but you initiate the process via text. Okay, so back to climbing too. There's a lot of ground to cover. I actually don't have a lot of time. I got to get out of here. And there's some great, I think, lessons learned and reasons perhaps for you to care. So in short, I'm going to kind of recap the way this went down. Just tell the story. We left the South Rim at 445 and it's almost comical the way this went down. So again, 14 guys. These are entrepreneur slash Ironman type. I mean, if you got to put people in a bucket just to kind of paint the picture, we're talking, uh, I think there might have been a few, one or two in their 20s. Jack, a guy I've interviewed on this show, great man. He's actually 70. So, so you had from 20 to 70 and just out of the gate, there was the, the large majority wanted to hike and I had planned on hiking and the entire time I wanted to hike, but I got this sense that there were three or four guys that wanted to basically jog. They wanted to run the trail through the early morning hours. As long as you're going downhill, it's just a skip. Obviously, it can be dangerous because um, you got loose gravel and rocks and you're going semi-fast and it's easy to roll an ankle, blow out a knee, two things I semi-did. But 
I'm getting ahead of myself. So <laughs> right out of the gate, and I did not plan to run, but I had the urge to kind of stay up with this group because the other group, I just sensed it was going to go slow. And then the longer you're in the valley, the hotter it gets. And then the day wears on. And I was just like, I felt really good. Even though I didn't train, train and trail run, I, I figured I could always just stop running. Like it wouldn't be a big deal. So I might as well do it as long as I can. So these guys start skipping down the mountain and I'm right behind them. So I think, yeah, there's Rob. There's more <laughs> Rob, Marco, Shay and. Um, Sean and Sean, Rob and Marco are all in a trail running. This is what they do. They have like, they're in a trail running club. So they're accomplished hikers and trail runners. And Shay is a competitive Ironman. So some people like me just do Ironman to finish for the challenge. It's fun. Shay, uh, he does them to stand on the podium and hold trophies. So just, just to paint a picture who, who I decided to, <laughs> so who I decided to skip down the mountain with. So we take off and I'm feeling great and it's cool. It's not even hot because you're six plus thousand feet up descending quickly and it's 4 a.m. So in within two hours, we are, we're, at the base and we're traversing the canyon and yeah i mean i think it was two and a half two two forty five we had already done 13 miles and it's just a nice easy jog and we're all feeling good and i'm feeling good and i'm kind of surprised that i'm even in the zip code of these guys and and that's kind of how, <laughs> kind of how day one went. As we went up the north side, um, guys kind of separated and then ultimately Shay took off because that's, that's what he does. And so I'm guessing, I'm trying to remember the times I get the days blurred. So he finished the day, not that it was a competition, but just to give you an idea of time. I finished at two, no, one forty-five. It was a nine-hour endeavor at one forty-five, and I think these guys she probably finished around twelve forty-five, and the other three were sprinkled kind of in the middle there. I, I think we were all like twenty minutes apart. So as the fourth guy to cross, it felt mostly really good. There were a few issues. One of the trail runners, now that I think about it, um, Sean, he, he had minor heat stroke. He was sick. He was throwing up. So I stayed back with him and we, we worked our way through, um, I'm trying to think the mile markers, but, but it was, it was probably 15 to about 20 and then left him when he said he was feeling better in a rest area where it was shaded. And unbeknownst to me, he said he was going to stay there for like an hour. He, he took off about a half hour after me. So Sean finished 
Sean, though, was a bit spooked and just didn't recover well enough to, to go the next day. So day one's in the books. I tell Shay, elite Ironman guy, that I think I may have uh, like a little blister on the ball of my right foot. Um, and he says the next morning, cause I forget, I inspect it. Everything looks good. Next morning he says, how you, you still have the issue. I'm like, no, no issue. Feeling good. So the next morning we all go to bed pretty early. I don't sleep too well once again. And we're up at four. We're on the trail. Well, we're not up at four. We're up at three. We're on the trail at 415. So day two, similar reenactment. And just to finish day one thought. So the last guys to get up the mountain on day one were probably around 5.30 or 6 p.m. So that's a really, really long day. Day two, doing the same thing, skipping down the mountain with these guys. Um Things don't feel exactly right. The short story is I get to about mile 13 again and both of my, um, the balls of my feet, because I was running or jogging, uh, they both have magnificent blisters, which meant I got to basically limp and crawl. Do <laughs> I wasn't physically crawling but but it felt like it i was going at that speed and in the prime heat of the day working my way up back to the south side so why am i sharing all this i think the lessons learned well i know first of all the higher the stakes the more you prepare it's straight out of the pressure paradox Plan, prepare, practice. So just as an example, my wife said, I've never seen you pack more than like an hour before a trip. And I said, this isn't. So in the living room, I had the suitcase and my backpack. Um, I, I, I must have packed three or four different times. Two, I, in terms of prep, preparation, I reached out to all the guys that were successful and not successful the year before, what they would do differently. I got some great tips about the, the chill towel, um, this little thing you could put in the, in the, the river as you're crossing and you crisscross the river so often. Um, day two was about, a hundred and fifteen degrees. So it was a totally different animal. The first day was, I don't think it even got over 90, 95. So day two was an absolute killer. Day two took me 10 and a half hours. Again, the last, last half in the, at the hottest part of the day and the hardest part of the challenge. Um, I'm walking on the sides of my feet, which created other issues and more blisters. It was absolutely brutal. So plan, prepare, practice, kind of all out of the pressure paradox. The planning is just what's the vision, what's the outcome, what are you trying to achieve? The preparation is the gathering of resources, right? 
and then the practice. So I did, I think I mentioned this on the last episode. One of the hikes I did was on a local hill. It's called Mount Woodson. I did it four times. The health app. And I was hoping that that would be somewhat comparable to one of the days. Well, it turns out it was almost spot on. The health app on the iPhone said 364 floors. And the north side turned out to be like 369 floors or something. So it was a total guess. So the, and, and by the way, I didn't do that the first time I climbed Woodson. The first time I climbed Woodson, it was one time. Then, then the next week it was two times. And, and so the point is there was practice. Here's the downfall. Here's what's great irony. So as much as I'm the habit factor guy, I'm the pressure paradox guy, I'm plan, prepare, practice. As I'm running down the mountain on day one talking to Sean, I say the the golden rule in doing an event, not that this is a sanctioned event, but you never want to be doing something new, something you didn't do in practice. And what I didn't do in practice was trail running. I was just always hiking. And I even hiked with a heavier backpack than I would hike the day of. So it was really spur of the moment. <clears throat> in in hindsight, it's fairly, I guess, dare I say, stupid. But honestly, I wouldn't, I would do it all over again the exact same way. Um, now, if I knew I was going to run, I would have trained. So, so what I'm saying is knowing what I know now, I wouldn't do the, the exact same way. I would buy the appropriate shoes and I would train running. But if, if the other option was to finish 16 hours in the heat, you know, hiking and not running, I guess what I'm saying is I'd run and take the blisters. But if I were doing it all over again, I would practice, I would definitely get different shoes and I would practice trail running. I just didn't know that that was something I was going to do. So it was a bit of a gamble. It paid off in day one. Day two, it kind of bit me in the butt. So what else can I tell you? I want to read... This is from Shay. Hopefully he's not going to – this is something he summarized on his Facebook. Shay is a guy I'm going to have on the show. I know I said I got to make this quick. So I'm going to kind of wrap it up with this. Um, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll read his comments and then a couple other comments I'll touch on and then we'll – We'll eject and then we'll circle back. But Shay, I'm going to have on um, Habits to Goals. He's going to be a fantastic interview. He has written a book. I should get that title absolutely correct. I believe it's called What the Fire Ignited. The Fire Ignited. Again, he's going to be on. He's a terrific speaker. Oh my goodness. Um, I just saw one of the pictures. So that's exactly what it's called. He again is an elite Iron Man. 
He weighs about 145 pounds. As a kid, he had his right side. I can't wait to read his book. Um, he, he was basically, I think he was said he was set on fire by a neighbor as a kid. So very brutal, chilling story. And he had, he, I don't want to say he had to find a way, but he did. He, he found a way to rally and turn an incredible, just incredibly horrific negative episode into something incredibly positive. He was an all-state wrestler, an undefeated boxer, again, absolute elite Iron Man. And so here's what he wrote, and then we'll touch on one more thing, and we'll get out, and then we'll circle back, and we'll do some other stuff in following episodes, whatever they may be. But I love how he summarized this. So... If you want to re, <laughs> I feel like I'm plagiarizing, uh, recharge and con- contemplate your purpose in life, experience the raw beauty of Mother Nature and marvel at her greatness. The past two days, I had the pleasure of completing the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim 50 plus mile trek in 100 plus degree temps with an amazing group of successful entrepreneurs from all around the country. As we traversed through the canyon, I reflected on valuable life lessons. First, life is not a sprint. It's about crossing the finishing line and celebrating the journey along the way. This is coming from the guy who literally sprinted across, <laughs> across the finish line. Um, he's just... He's just wired that way. But yeah, he, with, with a couple miles left, he decided to just take off and blow everybody in the dust. Number two, the key to doing the unimaginable starts with taking the first step. How many times have we said that on this show? The classic Lao Tzu, the man who moves mountains begins by carrying small stones or the longest journey begins with a single step. So here he is, the key to doing the unimaginable. And it sounds maybe like hyperbole. I certainly uh, never imagined doing something like this. I mean, I can remember, I used to go to Disneyland and be like, I hate standing for three hours. Like, I can't do it. And I had all these stories about my feet or kind of flat and, you know, whatever it was, I just, the point is, if it's unimaginable to you, take the first step. Don't focus on how many steps it's going to take. Just commit to taking the next step. Point three, we all have a story. And have much to learn from each other. Focus on what's great about people as opposed to what's not. That's interesting. Life experiences are truly personal. We can all, we can be all on the same journey, but have a completely unique experience. Interesting. Hardships can be lessened. This is absolutely true when shared with those we care about. 
What is, this is me, that was him, hardships can be lessened when shared. How many times have we talked about the formula for pressure? I'm not talking like some magical fairy dust formula. I'm talking about physics. Some of you I know know it. We all learned it in like seventh grade. Pressure equals what? Force divided by area. So the force in this case is the event. The area is resources or people. Why do they, why, why do you think they call them support groups that increases one's area to offset the pressure? Offset the force, lessen the pressure. So anyways, groups are good. And we talk about that all the time. Draw upon the strength of knowing we are not alone. That's Shay. What goes down must come up. He spun it. Usually we say what goes up must come down. Life is a roller coaster. I love it. And then he said, as I surveyed the path we completed, I was reminded just how far I slash we have come in life. We are designed to overcome adversity and we can all do amazing things. Once we let go of our fears, be bold, do epic shit. That's Shay right there. So you get a feel for what kind of hero he is. A true inspiration. I can't wait to have him on the show. Um, in fact, I'm going to do that probably sooner rather than later. Although I won't air it until officially season six comes out. So final thoughts here. If we've said it once, we've said it a million times. Change and challenge. The the key to a physical challenge is so much more. I know a lot of us are out there and we we have these mental constructs of what these limits are, what we can't do. And Shay just said, take the first step. And my point is a physical challenge results in a mental breakthrough. They are not separate. If, if you, if you can't, I mean, if you can't run a mile, walk a mile. And what happens is everything begins to elevate. We don't know limits until we test them. I'm not talking about extreme limits where we're going to die. What I'm suggesting is every time we create those we create those challenges. We we push ourselves. We get mentally and physically tougher. So I'm going to leave you with that. I guess the fi- final, final thought, we've talked about it before, this idea of the crucible. See, I know this, and I've heard from so many of you. We're looking for change. We're looking for some new result. But if we do the same things, we don't get the same result. What's fascinating, I want you to look up the definition of crucible. And in short, it's, it's putting various elements through severe trials to produce 
something new and unique. So when we did talk about it, I told you how the Marines have something called the Crucible. And I believe it's actually a 25-mile hike. And they probably have like a 100-pound backpack and they're trekking through the desert. We did a 50-mile. We had a 25-pound backpack. The what is produced that is unique, all of a sudden, um, we have these unique bonds and friendships. We, we are, I would venture to suggest mentally and physically stronger. So, so a crucible is part of that metamorphosis, but, but part of the ingredients, and this is the tough part, this is the part people don't like, is the severe trial. But again, we know that life is hard already and it's difficult, which is what I mean by hard. So if we can make things tougher on ourselves periodically, then we are better prepared for some of this adversity. So there you go. There's climbing to don't forget Shay's great words here. Life is not a sprint. Enjoy the journey. What goes down must go up. Life is a roller coaster. All right, my friends. Marty is out. (laughs) I got to get out of here. Happy 4th. Of course, by the time you're hearing this, the 4th is over. So I hope you've had a wonderful, safe 4th of July. See you next week. Hey, really quick, I just want to remind you, if you want to grab your habits and goals tracking template, the template that started it all, you can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word habits, that is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444 and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping a quick review. It'll take you less than 30 seconds if you're getting value. And with that, I will see you on the next Mind Bullet Monday. I'm out.